And now, a word from our sponsors. Now available on Amazon.com in print and Kindle. From Sweetie Cat Press, the Who's Who of Emerging Writers 2021, which includes the bios of 128 modern-day writers and seven essays by writing influencers. The bios answer the questions. What do they write? Where do they live? When did they start writing? Why do they write? And how you can find out more about them and more. I'm Christopher Bice. I'm the author of a New Age poetry book called Escaping the Darkness, Running from My Dreams. This isn't one of your grandmother's poetry books. Okay, I do some traditional poetry of love, death, and inspirations. But I also write about all the insanity hiding in my mind. Come experience the stories that are fleeing a tortured mind. Ride the wave of emotion and fear. Shed a tear, find the light, or maybe learn to fear the darkness. We're in the final countdown. Look for my book, Escaping the Darkness, coming this June. And tell your grandma to stay away. Submissions are now open until August 1st for the Sweetie Cat Press Anthology, The Whole Wide World. The submissions should be episodes of no more than 3,000 words and as few as 50 words about the worldwide adventures of Detective Curly Knucklewad and his assistant, Miss Wanda Wowser, as they go on a manhunt for the unknown thief of the limp noodle sauce recipe stolen from the secret government food laboratory in San Francisco. Submission guidelines are in the blog section of the Sweetie Cat Press website at sweetiecatpress.com. That's Sweetie Cat press.com s-w-e-e-t-y-c-a-t-p-r-e-s-s dot com and now enjoy this free jayzo modcast show Welcome to the Grindhouse Sleaze. I am your host, Alan Russo. I'm Dave Montoya. We got an interesting show for y'all. Everybody knows the <laughs> Army of the Dead came out this last week. Already mixed reviews. Me personally, I liked it. What'd you think, Dave? Oh my gosh. The at first, you know, because and, it, and it's weird because we were just talking about George Romero and of the dead series. Uh, we were talking in zombies in, in general in the last episode. And then all of a sudden, and this was not pre-planned. You know, <laughs> we, we found out that army of army of the dead came out on Netflix. And at first I'll be totally honest with you because when you go into Netflix, it shows you the, the, the zombie version of the Siberian tiger. And I'm like, Oh, they're making the animals zombies now. But you know what? When I got into it, it works. I, I like the fact that they literally said it was Siegfried and Roy's tiger. I love the storyline. Right. Um, there's only one thing that just 
didn't work with me at the end, but we can get to that in a little bit. I had a few issues. Not many. The fact they said it in Vegas. All places. Why Vegas? I mean, they could have picked any city. You know, normally it's Pennsylvania, L.A., New York. I mean, I, I can understand I Vegas, but it's played out. I think Vegas is well, played out in zombie movies. For well, let's let's just say first and foremost, the first person that I know to put zombies in Vegas was me about fifteen <laughs> years ago in the end. So that that was my idea originally. But I totally agree. That was one of the things I did have a hang up about because it should have been in, in Philadelphia. Um well, in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, because it it was supposed to be a carry on from George Romero's story, his vision, and typically it was always there in Pennsylvania in some aspect. So I right. thought they, they should have carried on that that tradition, but they didn't. But it, you know, it was closer to home. <sighs> the way it worked for me is if you notice the original Alpha Zombie, they were bringing them from Area 51. Yeah, I caught that. So that's why I think Vegas worked, for the most part, because of that aspect of using Area 51. Now, there are a few things. You know, I like the fact that they used container ships for the wall. You that know? was clever. Right, because, you know, instead of the City old... City of the Dead. Was it I guess City you would the say dead, the old trope. Land of the Dead. They just used yeah fence. Right. The old trope is, you know, fencing, military, all that crap. Hey, are so you why not me use containers? They can't climb them. Are you telling me that walls actually work? Yeah. You know, believe it or not, walls work. <laughs> <laughs> now, the escape... So- uh, the alpha zombie was interesting. I like the escape of the alpha zombie. Okay, hit me with it. What do you think? The fact that he... The only thing that gets me is how did he open it up from the inside? You know, because it's a turn handle type container with right. no access to the inside. So how did he open it? That was one of my biggest, I guess, flaws Yeah, at the beginning. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now, if the walls were weak and he was able to kick it open, no, I could see that. Especially since it tumbled like 50 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I, I did like, it, it turned into like, it was something that it took me a couple minutes to kind of digest. At first, I would have really liked to have seen the whole zombie outbreak. Now I loved how, you know, Viva Las Vegas, you know, going on in the background is, you know, zombies are slaughtering right. Vegas. I love that. That was great. But what I think originally what I would have liked is to see a whole, they could have put two movies. They could have done the whole zombie epidemic. Um, hey, didn't you do a book about zombie epidemics just a couple years ago? Hey, we're playing yeah. a lot of stuff here this just year. Just two years ago. <laughs> uh, so I, I would have liked to see that I would have liked to see the outbreak within within Vegas and then maybe a second movie of you know what we saw in Army of the Dead but 
in, in retrospect, we didn't know coming from the Hollywood producer side of things, you kind of understand that this is, I mean, okay, Zack Snyder did do the Dawn of the Dead remake. And we actually talked about that last, last episode as well and how right. we thought it was better. But this was a big roll of the dice because George Romero was not a part of this. Um, and it was, we didn't know, well, they didn't know as producers, they didn't know it was going to work. So instead of making a two movie deal, they just crammed it all in one movie and said, here, this is, this is your, your prequel. And the, which leads into now, which makes total sense. But as a fan, as someone who right. would have preferred to watch the movie, I would have liked to have seen it in two movies. Because even that part where the mother and daughter were holding each other and they, you know, the zombies were coming on to them in the very beginning, spoilers if I haven't seen it. And, you know, the the trailer right. you know, that pulled at my heartstrings. And and I would have liked to have seen that, uh, you know, more more of just in that little bit of inkling in that little bit of second to have that connection with those human beings and have that emotional response. Imagine what kind of emotional response that you would have gotten if you would have had a two hour movie with those characters. Right. But if you think about it, the meat of the story wasn't about the outbreak. You know, That's I think true. that was just a, I think that was just a precursor to, okay, there's an outbreak in Vegas. We close it off. Now we get into, I guess what was it Hishimoto or whatever I can't even remember his name that owned the casino that he wanted his money. Yeah, and that was the meat of the story. Was it? Well, it was a heist, but it wasn't. Again, spoilers. We all thought it was the money, right? Until the you know toy. Who was that douchebag? I was trying to. I didn't have a chance to look him up. The guy working for him, the total douchebag. What was his uh, name? His name was Martin in the movie. Yeah, I know, but I know that actor. Right. I'm about to look it up. Okay. I mean, yeah, he was a total douche. You could tell from the beginning he was going to be the snake in the grass. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed Okay. And being traditional with Romero movies, most characters that are introduced into Romero movies don't survive. And right. so it was, it was kind of expected that, you know, everybody was going to die except one. That is a traditional george romero type storyline so we already knew that 99 percent of these people were going to die and right. his his death scene i was like yeah yeah <laughs> chew on that head it was great man i i really i enjoyed that thoroughly uh, and that's what i liked about how they used the tiger because why introduce it if you're not going to use him later on yeah and i like i mean there's some things and i guess it's just because you know, you and I were both in medical, so we, we kind of know how the human body actually works. It's it's showing vertebra, it's showing sergeant of the ribs, and obviously it's decaying. Right. So I'm just being a, a you know, <laughs> technically, if you have, you know, part of your lung missing, you're not going to be able to roar. That was kind of one of those things. Right. Like, it didn't really, you know, I mean, it was a cool effect, you know, but realistically, it would have been like, yeah, but at the same time, it's a zombie, so you never really know. That's true. And then uh, I didn't know about this going into the movie that Dave Bautista was the lead in this. Right. And, I thought he was going to be like a secondary character. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really surprised how he really developed his acting chops, you know, because 
Drax is a is a minor character in Guardian of the Galaxy. I mean, he has some great lines in Guardian of the Galaxy, but the camera's not focused on him. You know, as where in this movie, the majority of the focus is on him, Dave Batista. And he did a great right. job, I thought. He's come a long right, way going back to being a wrestler. Yeah. Go ahead. Going back to the Martin. character Morton. His name Martin. is Garrett Dillahunt. He is, is best he? known Fear of the Walking Dead. He did 41 wow. episodes as John Dory. Okay. He just looks really and he familiar. Was, he was also in Justified for eight episodes. Maybe he's just got that douchebag. He did a lot of TV cool. stuff. Maybe. He did a lot of TV. A lot okay. of like one episode characters type thing. Like he was in Law and Order, White Collar, CSI, Criminal Minds. You know, just a lot of... You might remember from Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yes, Jay and I love that show. And he was Krug in the remake of Last House and Left. Ooh, okay, that might be too, because, uh, oh, that might be a good movie to read. I don't know if I can watch it with the kids available. Zoe and I actually watched uh, Army of the Dead, and which is another good thing because, and that's, I'm going to go ahead and put the money out because like I lost all my, my, I used to have all the George Romero collection. And then after Lacey died, we moved and I lost it. I don't know what happened to any of them. So I've been sitting on trying to decide if I'm going to catch up because I know there's been more of the, of the dead movies made that I haven't seen. So I'm, right. I might just buy the box collection set and uh, Zoe and I watch it. She watched army of the dead, which again, I, I was going, I got uh, sidetracked. I like it because George Romero, I mean, yes, it's bloody, but it's not bad. I mean, she's almost 10. So it's like right in her wheelhouse of horror. Right. There was a lot of interesting twists, I would say, with Army of the Dead. Okay, hit me with one. Because once they all left Vegas the first time, you know, then you're like, oh, you know, now they're back to their normal lives and all that mess. Yeah. Then comes this guy. He's like, I got a proposition. How would you like to make $50 million? And it's like, uh, okay, what do I have to do? I thought that was an interesting plot twist to get him back into Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I Well, $50 million is a lot of money. So I don't know. <laughs> right. I might actually risk life and limb for, uh, <laughs> for $50 million. I might actually do that. Right. And then they entered Batista's daughter's character, you know, the character of his daughter, which you didn't realize that until right before he gets ready to go back to Vegas. Yeah, you know. And I think that would have been a better character development if the movie would have been a little bit longer. Yeah. Because, I mean, you see her in the camp and you're like, okay, you know, I can kind of feel what she's feeling. But then you realize, oh, now She's this character's daughter, just out of nowhere. It's like that could well, develop oh, a little bit better. I haven't researched this, but we were talking about this. I, you know, because I worked yesterday, and we were actually talking about it. And one of them said that she was a write-in because of they they felt that there was there needed to be a strong female character, and in order to get the proper funding. So they actually went in and added her as the strong female character. And that's kind of the reason why her story just dropped off at the end. 
is because her story wasn't involved right. in the original storyline. They just kind of put her in there to get the funding. So it totally makes right. sense if you think about how it ends. Her story just went, it ends. You're like, okay. Yeah, this is like, poof, here it is, and bam, it's gone. <laughs> I, mean, I, I totally now, respect that. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. And I like the twist in this one versus any other, even Romero's movies. You had the alpha zombie. Oh my god, yes. He made Which if you were right, which if you were bit by him, you still retained function, memory, speech. But if that you were bit by one of his guys, you were just a plain ranger old zombie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, him and the the queen of zombies. Which, by the way, one more time, the first person I know to ever come up with a zombie baby was right here um, <laughs> in the beginning of two thousand. So I came up with that idea. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the idea. Now, again, I don't know how the uh, physics behind that work. Um, exactly. A A and P class told me that that doesn't work, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously it did. Um, but I do like the idea of her being pregnant, um, you know, that they're populating and there, there's so many directions that he went and it was just like, it opened like the gate to all these possibilities. And I'm right. hoping that Hollywood will give him more of the dead movies. The only thing I can think of, you know, because physically it's not possible for somebody to get pregnant, but at the same time that, Alpha zombie was coming from Area 51. So was he genetically modified? Was he a test subject? I think he probably You know, that's the question. That's what I'm thinking. Because his bite is different than anybody else's. That's true. So I'm thinking he might not have been a complete zombie. He might have had the strength of a zombie, things of that nature, but he wasn't complete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at first, you know, you, you wonder, like, oh, okay, is he like a zombie alien? Because, again, he's coming from alien or Area 51. Uh, right. Yeah, you don't know. I, I would like to have, nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, and the actress they got for the queen, uh, zombie, that just, like, I, I I don't know. I don't, I just, the way she moved, it was creepy. It was erotic and exotic all at the same time. It was just really intense. Right. I, I really liked Right, and the fact that she was bit by the alpha, yes. So that gave her that flexibility to to do everything. And maybe that's the answer to why, why she how she got pregnant is because she was one of those those type of zombies, you know, the the yeah. hybrids. And it could be possible. And, and yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about, it, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's there's so many questions along the way that you just can't answer. And I think that's the reason, spoiler alert, (laughs) that's the reason they wanted the head of the zombie. Yeah, that was brutal. That was freaking brutal. It was. And it makes you wonder, too, is... If the guy that sent him in for the for the five hundred million dollars, he was the one that created the alpha zombie, and he was trying to get it back. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it just—I don't know. I I really now I will always hold a fondness being nineties kid, just like you are. 
you know, we, right. we grew up in the nineties. Um, there's a special fondness, probably even in the eighties too. There's a fondness to the mall because I know malls are, are becoming non-existent in this day and age. So that's why I think Dawn of the Dead it will always hold special to me and that remake. Now I do like the remake better than this one, but this one is, is pretty close to on par because he set his own foundation of what's going to happen next. I think, because we still don't know right. what happened to that one chick that he took. We don't, we never I knew. Mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of questions that I've answered. Now, I'm going to get to something pretty interesting. Okay, shoot. What did you think about the alternate dimension type? Oh, what would you say? You know, where they're saying that another team's been here before. You know, you see the blueprints. Yeah. And you're like, it's like, why? You know, that didn't make any sense. But then they get down to the vault and he talks about it. And you're looking at all the dead and it's like, they're wearing their clothes, jewelry, everything. It's like everything matches. Yeah. So it makes you yeah. wonder, is this a is this a computer simulation that nobody realizes that's what it is? Or is it an event in history that just repeats itself? That is a good question. Because I was like, oh, yeah. And then I got caught off on something else. But you, yeah. 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 Because he kind of talks about it being a time loop. Yeah. They always go in. They never get the money. They never escape. And the fact that when they're talking to the guy in the hangar, you can see every little aspect of what they're going to do. And then it plays out later in the movie. And it kind of makes me wonder about the time loop because he mentions it. Everything looks right. And even when Martin escapes and the daughter of Batista, she opens up the gate. And puts the hand there, which makes no sense unless she knew it was going to be there. And it kind of makes you wonder, you know, is she, because like I said, you know, her character just kind of disappears at the end. You know, did she know something about it? Was it her that made the time loop possible? That one, That's an interesting theory. Yeah, because I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't know. She did. And, and I know people are probably not. <laughs> She was probably my least favorite character, to be completely honest with you. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm going to go in there and die anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. We get it. You're a strong, bad woman. We get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it it makes you wonder when you look, once you get to a certain point, you look back and it's like, okay, there's a helicopter on the northwest corner. This is here. This is here. This is here. How would he know this if he wasn't already there? Or if this hasn't happened before? And why would you have a military helicopter on the roof of your casino? It kind of felt like a video game when they got in there. Like one of those, right. you know, uh, what is it? Roll action game? Yeah. Role playing games. Like that. That's what it kind of reminded me of. And that's why when he talked about it being a time loop, that's what it made me think of. Is like once you get to the end, you respawn at the beginning to do it all Well, because you failed your objective, so you have to do it all over again. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's uh, now you've like tripped me out because I didn't really give it that much thought. I mean, yeah. At first, I didn't give much thought either, but then I got but it, it back. It, and, 
you know, I sat back and thought about things. And right. then I went back and but see, I also went back and watched certain parts again because oh, it threw you? me off. Yeah. Because when he talked about the infinite time loop and all that mess there in the uh, vault, I went back to when they're in the hangar before they ever go. Right. And when they talk about it and you see exactly what you're going to do, it's completely, it's almost identical to what they actually do when they get into Vegas. Oh, crap. But at the same time, what you see in the beginning before they ever go in, when they get to a certain point, teams there together. So as this goes through, every team member they lose changes the outcome because of their vitalness later. Now, if it comes out with a part two and they do it all again with the different outcome, that would be awesome. That really would. But no, right? they're, they're um, oh, what was his name? But that was a great storyline. With the German and the other guy, the one with the saw, that was a, such right. a great subplot storyline because, you know, black guy, German, they instantly hate each other. And literally at the end, spoiler alert, the German gives his life to save the black guy. And I thought that was such, you know, at the end, you know, they became friends, like legitimate friends. And that tells you right. that. Just because you think you know something off of a, of a, a stereotype doesn't necessarily hold true. And I, that's the, the story that right. I got. And I just, I was like, oh, you know, they, they, they finally made that friendship to the point where the German guy was willing to give his life to save the other guy. And I thought that was a great storyline, by yep. the way. Now, what'd you think of the ending? Sequel. <laughs> well, that was, that was just a sequel because now he's going to be the alpha. He's going to be the alpha male or alpha zombie. True. But I was but, like, oh, that sucks. You know, he's got all that money. He's got his own private plane. He's got two women. He's got the champagne. He's got everything any man ever wanted. And he got bit. And he, finally, and he got bit. And he finds out he's getting... <laughs> If you go back and look in the alpha, he almost looks like the black guy. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but again, he's talking white. about that, that loop, right? That loop. Right. And we do right. know that the Alpha was wearing dog tags. So he was military. Yep. There's a lot deeper story so than makes, what we're getting going on here. Right. And that's why I think there's going to be a sequel. Because we're getting a lot. There's a lot more subtext than they showed. It was like bits and pieces here and there of subtext. It's like, okay, we need answers. Yeah. And there's and there's <laughs> answers to be, and there's no answers to be found. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there is. There's a lot of underground there, you know, just a right. lot of... Because at first you think, uh, honestly, I thought it was like maybe just chocolate, you know, just straight fluff. But yeah. now that you're putting it together and you've had a, more of an opportunity to analyze it, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, the whole character Martin, he's like, it was never about the money. Well, it if it was never about... about if it wasn't about the money, then why did he use that to get him in? That's just stupid. I mean, why would you send somebody in for money if all you wanted was a zombie hit? An alpha hit. Yeah, and they could have got that as soon as they walked in. Yeah, they could have. They could have. But there weren't I mean, <laughs> Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's what Mark was there for, is her head. 
or an alpha head. Right. He could have got that a long time ago. Well, as soon as they walked through, there was an alpha. It was her right. and another alpha. It was the princess, yeah. So why didn't he take it then and be done with it? If that's what he was there for. It makes no sense to continue with the storyline if that's all he was there for. Speaking of storylines, the the border cop dude. Oh, the other douchebag. Yeah, the one that was abusing his power and, and raping people and all that good stuff. Him being put up for sacrifice. That was just like, oh, that was, yeah. that was great. That was great. To be killed twice, in fact, because you're such a douchebag. Right. Yeah, turned into an alpha and then killed again. <laughs> it's like, that's what you get ready to douchebag. Totally. I don't know, man. It was just, it was good. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was long. It was really, how long was it? Do you know? Two hours? I want to say it was like two and a half hours. Two hours and 18 minutes. Yeah, I know. 48 minutes. Yeah, because Zoe and I, I had to work the following morning. I had to be up at 4.30 and we started it. And uh, I know it's almost 11, but we've got to finish this thing. (laughs) Yeah, man, it was, it was a it was solid. I think it was solid. Even with them adding in, if again, if the rumors are true, adding the daughter in just for context, you know, for a strong female lead. Um, that's probably my only real big hang up about it is how her story just kind of fell off. Um, right. Because she's not, I seriously doubt she'll be back in the sequel. I don't think so. I mean, that is one of those, I think she's a one done character. Because both of us being writers, if you think about the story, okay, remove her from the story completely. The story right. still plays out the exact same. Exactly. But instead of at the end where Batista and see. the helicopter pilot, I can't think of the, the person's name. Um, you know, they're the last ones. They're survivors. They He's taken off. They're just leaving. They're going to go. And the alpha male still jumps on the helicopter. They still have the fight. She still gets shot. He still gets killed. That's it. Right. You know, everything happens the exact same without the, the daughter. Uh, I'm trying to figure something out. How? Because somebody posted about Tig, but I don't know what character she played. Okay. The helicopter pilot. Okay. Her. Uh-huh. All right. I was reading this thing and it said, you know, the helicopter pilot was either miscast or a terrible actress. She was a last-minute addition. They digitally inserted her into the film after they removed Chris Deella. Her part seems off because she was never on set with the rest of the cast. Really? Because they they used somebody else for the helicopter pilot, but they replaced them with her at the last minute. And it made me wonder why some of her dialogue seemed off. Yeah, for reals. And like when she would talk to certain people, it's like she never made eye contact. Like they wouldn't. I mean, you could tell something was not right. It was off. Yeah. Yeah, I totally see that actually. Interesting. You know, it's like some of the other things I noticed. The one, and I cannot say his name for nothing. The one that played Blight. He he played Tanaka, the guy that owns the casino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can. Uh, it's okay. Hiroyuki. That sounds about right. Let's see. Uh, yeah. No, you nailed it. <laughs> so 
the guy that plays Tanaka. Yeah, Hiroyuki Sanada. It was really odd. It was very odd that he said the helicopter needs to be fixed. Because how would he know if they've been in quarantine? That's true. Like a lot of the details he gave, he wouldn't have known. So it was all set up. Yeah. And that's why I think the whole thing was a setup. Because there's a lot of details that he knew that he shouldn't have. Interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, it just kind of throws me off that he knew so much details, but, you know, they've been in the whole city's been in quarantine for months. What do you think about the nuke? I, I felt that was a little over the top. I think so. But at the same time, if you want to kill them all at one time, why not? Well, even a baby nuke, you know, like if they were drop a bomb on Vegas, a nuclear bomb. Okay. I yeah. probably, well, not probably where I'm at, I would get killed from the radiation. Uh, depends on how big the nuke. We're talking about nuclear. Yeah. I mean, the one that dropped in Hiroshima only went 50 miles outside of Hiroshima. I mean, look at how many they dropped outside of Vegas years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You got a point. I mean, it don't have to be a huge nuke, but... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's just too many questions to be asked there is. and answered there is. and everything I, else with this thing. I, okay, so on a one to five, what do you think? I'll give it a f- solid four. Yeah, yeah, I, I would go with that. Now, if you add in all the subplots and questions and all that, it's two. But if you ignore all that, solid four. Do you think... Do you, do you think that... Him working on, you know, Justice League affected the movie, or do you think? No, I don't think it affected it any. Or do you think it actually was done before the pandemic hit? Because it might have been one of those pre-made pandemic movies that they held on to. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, Army of the Dead. IMDb. I'm just seeing if there's a. Er, sometimes it, it. I didn't see no graphic nudity. Do you? No, I, don't, I don't remember. I was just running down. It said the motion picture rating is rated R for strong blood violence, gore, language throughout, some sexual content, and brief nudity, graphic nudity. I don't remember any of that. The graphic nudity. Uh-uh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I see a lot of people weren't too thrilled about this. Yeah, there wasn't. $70 million. That's not, that's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't see anything with what it says about you know because some it used to say production date. James Gunn was also briefly considered to direct the film, but he too turned it down. The film entered a period of development hell before 2011. Yeah, I know that. I've got a few things in development. And then it was right then it was announced it was scheduled for a fall 2013 release date in 2012. Uh, the director at that time had left the project and the film re-entered development hell until 2018. Okay. Huh. I didn't realize it was that that long in the making. I didn't either. Yeah, I'm just checking here to see if there's anything. Yeah, so I don't see anything about that. I, I, I don't know why I'm stuck on the, the helicopter. Why in the heck would... Why? Why would you... Well, I have an idea, but I can't say in public. But I, I do have an idea. But why would you pull somebody out and put somebody else in? Right. 
It oh, just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Now, I mean, I understand because that's what they did with like Back to the Future. Remember, Back to the Future was right was shot with some other actor, and then they pulled Michael uh, Michael J. Yeah. Fox in. They've done that before, just because it didn't work. Maybe that was it. Maybe it just didn't work. Maybe. I mean, it could be other things. You know, could be something yeah. as simple. Aha. What's up? What'd you find? The, the original guy, Chris, filmed his role along with the cast in the summer of 2020. Uh-huh. Stories broke about him pursuing underage girls for sex and sexually harassing women. Oh, fun. So that's when he was cut and Tig was brought in. Okay. So he's, he was being a douchebag in real life. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. So his scene was shot in 2020. So right. I'm going to say, no, it was not. Well, obviously, it was not a post-pandemic movie. No, because it's been in development since 2009. So, I yeah, I, I find it interesting that even for people like Zack Snyder, who is world-renowned, uh, maybe that's why it, it took so long is to get money to make it. Right. Because back in 2004 with Zombie or uh, Dawn of the Dead, you know, he was still fairly new to the whole thing the whole Hollywood. Now he's right. a Hollywood veteran. Right. I mean, it was five years after Dawn of the Dead when he wrote this script, so maybe he had other projects that he was doing and just wanted to direct it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably think he should have done, like, this movie <laughs> instead of Sucker Punch, but, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, shoot. He also did Day of the Dead? I was not aware of that. The remake of Day of the Dead. Well, one of the remakes, The Day of the Dead. I think there's like two of them. I have that somewhere, don't I? Let's see. A Day of the Dead Bloodline. Okay. That's the other one on Netflix. Is that any good? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that one's really good. Is it really good? Yeah. It gives a different perspective on George Romero's Day of the Dead. Which makes sense. I mean, I'm just I'm thinking about this. Because Day of the Dead is after Dawn of the Dead. So, yeah. Oh, no. It, yeah. Steve Miner did it. Why was he tied into that? Maybe he was a producer. Maybe he was a producer. Okay. But Day of the Dead, Bloodline, it follows the day of the Georgia Ramirez Day of the Dead about the army compound, the military, all the military stuff. Right. It just gives it a few changes, but that's that takes a while to go through. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I really, Omari Hardwick. That's that's who's carrying over into the second movie. Oh, Omari Hart. I couldn't remember okay. his name. He, uh, I don't know. I feel bad. I, I do. I seriously, I feel bad for him the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that what, well, I don't know. Again, this is just speculation. But I think that um, what they'll probably do is they'll pick up the movie afterwards and they will come in and he'll land and he'll do his thing zombie babies he'll go and yeah he'll, he'll populate and make zombie babies and then that'd be uh, interesting you know, that would oh my god if hollywood's listening i can write this okay i don't <laughs> care i don't care if uh zach snyder directs it i can write this thing okay so let me let me just go okay so he's coming in he's still partying he doesn't care it's almost like in a, and, and i know that i'm probably going to get some hate for making the 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 connection but 
you know, back in the 80s and early 90s, when people had HIV and AIDS and they found out about it, they still lived the lifestyle they did. And they didn't tell nobody about it. That's kind of like the way that I would have his character continue. He knows he's infected with this disease that's going to turn him into a, combat, uh, a zombie, but he's going to continue going and living the lifestyle he's, you know, because now he's multi filthy rich and he's got everything he's wanted, but he's, he's slowly and people aren't going to really, they're going to like, wow, you know, you're partying too hard, man. But in actuality, he's dead. He's already a zombie or semi zombie or alpha zombie. Right. Right. And, uh, to the point where he decides that, you know, he loses that human, human side of the brain and, and more of the primal sign picks up and, he starts building his own army of the dead part two, you know, and yeah. uh, somebody's going to have to come in and stop him, or they can go for my idea again, which again, I wrote back in like 2000 something early 2000 was I had a character who was bit by the unluckies in the, in the, in the end. And for some reason he had, um, this natural immunity to it because people have immunities to it of, of anything. You know, some people have a natural immunity to the coronavirus. You know, it's just right. what it is. And that's how they, you know, so maybe that's it. Maybe he starts becoming a zombie, but his body goes and makes an immunity and we find the cure to zombieism. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting is, now you're getting in, now you're getting into the day of the dead bloodline. You need to go watch it. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm glad y'all enjoyed another episode of Grindhouse Sleaze. I'm your host, Alan Russo. I'm Dave Montoya. Oh, uh, you don't have. We will closing. catch y'all on the flip side. No, not today. How, how about this? How about this? Thank you for coming to the Grindhouse Sleaze. We'll leave the door open for you, but beware. <laughs> there you go. See y'all next week.